0: Welcome back, amazing business owners. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. We recorded this episode in November. It will air at the beginning of 2021. Why does that matter? Because we're going to talk all about 2020, how it affected businesses, what we are going to look like moving forward. This is the second time I have had the amazing Stacey Harris on the podcast, and I'm so honored to welcome her back. We're going to talk about what to do when it feels like you just want to burn everything down when things feel like they're overwhelming. And what the hell do you actually do with that? I can't wait for you to hear all of this before you listen or after you listen. If you love this episode, can you head on over to iTunes and leave a review? I know that you hear it all the time. I know it sounds silly. I know it seems small, but it is something that means so much to us in the podcast world. And I so appreciate you. So Stacy and I have an amazing conversation in this episode. It's so funny. I actually don't record the entire conversation when we speak. And I almost wish I would have because we talk about so many things that business owners face. So instead of me talking over and over again, how about we listen in to the conversation and welcome back the amazing Stacy Harris. Hey, hey there, awesome people. I am Brooke Thummer and you are listening to Business Straight Up, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs to learn, connect, grow, and build the business and life that they dream of. Welcome. Let's get going and dive right in. Welcome back, awesome business owners. I am so excited today to have a repeat guest because yes, she is really just that freaking cool. In our last episode, we talked all about social media and how you actually don't have to handcuff yourself to social media or any platform or strategy to use it effectively. And today we're gonna expand on that even more and talk more about marketing, 2020, all the things. Stacy Harris is the CEO of an agency called Uncommonly More, they work with podcasters that want to use their show as a piece of their overall business marketing strategy. Stacy is brilliant in marketing, and every time I listen to her podcast, I find myself going, yes, over and over again. So let's welcome the amazing Stacy Harris. Thank you for such a warm welcome. <laughs> We're going to
1: do this every day. Right, every I'm gonna morning. Need to start my day because it's early here. It's 8 45 here. I'm gonna need to start my day with this every day. I like it.
0: We'll just put it on repeat every morning. <laughs> you there wake go. up. <laughs> it's a good thing Thank we're you. recording this. I can just be my alarm. That's true. That's true. That'd be perfect. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you back. We were able to talk on the previous episode all the way back in episode nine, and I know you shared your backstory then, so let's update listeners on what's going on now. What have you been through this year? What are you looking forward to in the new year?
1: Wow, so much has happened since then. (laughs) Since our last chat, I think I hadn't launched the agency yet during our last conversation. I don't think so. So we launched the agency quietly (laughs) mid-2018, Why quietly? Uh, Officially. It was like a soft launch. Basically, I reached out to some people who I had built. So, when I had these facey Harris, before I launched the agency, I was building strategies, but I didn't have a team in place to execute them. Mm -hmm. And so, I reached out to a couple of clients who I had kind of helped them put together a team and been like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a thing. Would you be interested? And they were like, oh, dear heavens, finally. Thank goodness. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do this. Yes. That <laughs> is the I sign, should, right? Maybe I should listen to the clients who have for years told me that they want the next step and I should just suck it up Buttercup, and do it. And I yes. did. And so we sort of quietly in 2018 started reaching out to people just to see if it would like work and not just like, could we get clients, but did I like this process? Yes. <laughs> like, did I like having that? And I did, and it did, and it worked. So officially in 2019, we opened the doors to Uncommonly More. We have a couple of high-level marketing clients where we sort of sit as their, sort of I sit in their marketing director role or chief marketing officer role for a very select few clients. And then the bulk of what we do is actually sort of podcast and marketing strategy, How are we using the content of your show to generate actual business for you and not just be in the hamster wheel of podcast to do's, which we all know so well is a never ending cycle (laughs) (laughs) of time suck. And so that's really been our focus as we moved into 2020 was on the podcast side of things. Mm-hmm. Cause in 2019, we really filled up sort of higher level sort of contract marketing department kind of mm-hmm. client possibilities. So that's our focus now is really on marketing and podcast strategy, how you use these tools together. I'm still a nerd. I'm still obsessed <laughs> with marketing strategy. I still think marketing and having a plan, having a strategy Is the most freeing way to run your social, to run your podcast, to run your email, to run your business. And so I think it was a critical part of my survival in 2020 was the fact that my word of the year for 2020 was efficiency, which I didn't realize (laughs) how good of an idea that was until the middle of March. Right. When I went, oh, This is why I need to be efficient, not just because A, I want to make sure I'm taking care of my profitability and things like that, but also
0: my sanity. Yes. Especially Uh, when everything is crumbling.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I went from having an office outside of my home to the building I was in closing (laughs) and shifting back to a home office, which currently resides in the corner of my master bedroom. And so it's, sort of presented new psychological sort of like how I approach my day changes. Mm-hmm. My son went out of school and is yeah. started doing distance learning. And so it was like, cool. So what is the most efficient way to run my day so that I can be present for all the things? Yes. Oh, and by the way, we're all holding space for this like incredible mm-hmm. amount of unknowns. And by the way, yeah. that just rolled right into election season, which had additional unknowns. <laughs> And here we are now. Right. And so I think for me, that efficiency word really only deepened my love for strategy and systems (laughs) because they really are the thing that sort of held me up, that sort of supported me when I was like, I don't know what's happening. And so we spent a lot of this year focusing on how can I make this run easier Mm Mm-hmm where do we automate? Where do we add people? Where do yeah. we have documentation? I never wanted to be in it, wake up and be in a position of like, okay, I have to create, I have to record content or I have to jump on Instagram stories. I don't know what to say because there yeah. was no creativity left. <laughs> like, there was no. no like, I'm just going to be inspired because I'm going to have coffee <laughs> with a girlfriend and I always get inspired. I, there was none of that.
0: No. Um,
1: and So it became really, really clear to me again for the bazillionth time because we learn these lessons over and over again right well yeah (laughs) that having that ability to sit down and go okay so this is what i'm talking about and this is why i'm talking about it was life-giving in 2020 and i think i've just doubled down on that as we roll into 2021
0: (laughs) yes and you know what's funny is i personally am an artist and most of my audience are artists or creatives and so many of us resist that having a plan right like we want to, we're free spirits. (laughs) And I get it because I am too. But at the same time, like you said, having that plan allows you to do what you need to do when it needs to be done so that you can be free on the other end of that. It just allows for so much freedom.
1: It really does. And it's funny. I've had a couple of these conversations. I was on a podcast called In Her Voice a year or so ago. And we talked about how like the the system or the strategy is really just your playground. It's, yes. it's your toolbox. It's what allows you to go and play and be inspired. And we've got mostly very creative clients who are traditionally very resistant to strategy. And it's, it's fun. We had one of our clients, Allison Crowe on our show talking about what it was like to get a strategy from us. And she was like, I realized that it wasn't about boxing me in, but it was like giving me a box to stand on. Yeah. And it really was about sort of like saying, Hey, this is me and I get to be me and I actually know why I'm doing it and what I'm doing because I have this thing. And I think so often we confuse in the online business space strategy and tactics. Yes. And I think sometimes what we think is being sold to us as a strategy Is really a formula that somebody has put in their group program and is trying to sell you and you need to follow their blueprint exactly. And that's the way you'll be successful. And that's why we then leave that experience without the results we wanted, either at all or subpar. Then we go, strategy doesn't work. But that wasn't a strategy. That was a tactic and a formula that you tried to shove yourself into. A strategy, an actual strategy is very simply, what are we selling? Who are we selling it to? And how are we selling it? When you have those questions, then you build the strategy and plan that is built for your audience, the results you want them to do, the path you want them to take, and how you work with them. So how you show up in their lives. That's when we start to be supported by a strategy instead of shoved in to somebody else's formula and tactics. But too often in the online space, we use those things interchangeably and they're not the same thing.
0: Yes, that is so brilliant. It's when you were talking about going into a program and getting someone's tactics, it's so funny. One of my most favorite business courses is from James Webmore, Business by Design. And the reason that I love it is because he just hands you a ton of different tactics. It's almost like a manual. (laughs) And then you get to choose, right? You get to look at the offer. You get to look at your expertise and then you get to choose. So it's not just ABC, do this, But it's what do you want overall and then figuring out what fits into that because there are so many different ways we can run a business.
1: Well, I think it's so important to realize we have to add our values and our priorities to the conversation when we're choosing what we want to do. Yes. And I think that so often when we try to step into these formulas and these tactics, we forget who we are. You know, I, at the beginning of my business, spent a really, really long time forcing myself to write blog posts because that's what (laughs) I was told I had to do to be successful. Yes. That's what people were going to consume. I have a degree in audio engineering. (laughs) I could talk forever. I think we've made that much clear in the 500 episodes I've done of my show. Yes. I can talk about absolutely anything to anybody for any amount of time. But instead of doing that, instead of launching a podcast, I said, someone told me I have to write blog posts. And so I'm going to spend like six hours a week writing really terrible blog posts (laughs) instead of.
0: Which was (laughs) probably also soul sucking for you. The worst. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute
1: worst. Here's the deal. There's a way bigger filter between my brain and my fingers than my brain and my mouth. Mm. And so any level of like charm and humor that I have (laughs) is sucked out of my writing. It just is.
0: And about the elbow joint, right? Like, yeah, it's
1: it's like title, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, close. It's like, (laughs) cool. That's a grocery list. That is not a blog post, right? And so it took me working with a coach who was like, why don't you podcast? And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I love them. I've always wanted to start one. This was seven years ago now. So podcasting in 2013 was the wild, wild west. And certainly for female podcasters in the business space. Oh my gosh. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I. uh," she was like, let's just try it. And guess what? It changed my life. It changed my business. And not the next day, but massively over the last seven years and yeah. 500 episodes it's a whole different thing yeah and that was because I went oh hey what do I like to do how do I best express this mm-hmm. how does my audience want to consume it and that's what I did and I built my show my way it's changed over the years I think that's the mm-hmm. other thing is tactics evolve. my show does not look like it did in 2013 yeah. first of all objectively my show was terrible in 2013 okay (laughs) terrible I mean not by 2013 standards but by 2020 standards well sure terrible (laughs) it was evolved I mean I did two 45 minute episodes a week when the show launched that's so much it's too much I had one guest episode and one solo episode but here's also the deal in 2013 everybody wasn't subscribed to 1400 shows, That's right? True. There was like three podcasts. That's true. And so That helped me a little. But again, when I'm, I think we were 100, 200 episodes in, and I was like, you know what, we're going to drop down to one a week. Mm-hmm. And then at like 300, I was like, I'm not going to have guests anymore. Yeah. And now I have guests when I want to, but the show has evolved because I've gotten more in alignment with my own mm-hmm. current priorities. You know, this mm-hmm. 2021 Stacy might want different <laughs> things than 2020 Stacy wanted. And that's okay. We wanted different things than 2019 Stacey. So we evolve. Yes.
0: yes. I feel like so many of us feel like we have to see something through, right? Like we're committed to it. We have to see it through and finish it. And the reality is that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to make a decision that's different than what it was a year ago or even six months ago.
1: And I think, you know, where we see that. A lot is not actually in the podcast space so much as in social media. So yes. we're taking us back to that conversation we had last time about being handcuffed to social media. I think we stay in social media networks or stay inside of tools inside of social media networks, sometimes longer than we should yeah. because, well, it's always worked before. Or because, oh, someone told me to work. I think Facebook groups are a fantastic example of this. I'll be honest. There's not a single Facebook group I'm in right now that I don't pay to be in. Yeah, I can see that. It's Whereas in 2015, I was in a bazillion free Facebook groups and I was getting money in the bank from them.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love Facebook groups only because I feel very isolated working by myself. And so that's my water cooler. Like if I'm frustrated and like this morning I dropped something, I spilled coffee on my keyboard. That's where I'll go to say that. (laughs)
1: See, for me, that's Instagram stories. (laughs) I need to be better about that.
0: I need to be better about that. I've been growing my Instagram. It's grown by 600% this year. So I've been working on it, but it's just... The follow-unfollow game that's so common there drives Mm -hmm. me up a wall. I'm like, why? It's a real thing. Why do you do this? Why?
1: (laughs) Because someone told them that it was the strategy to grow your Instagram.
0: It drives me crazy. It it drives everyone crazy. It's
1: a real real annoying thing. But what's interesting, though, is, again, there's still a reason for you to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For
1: me, it has evolved. And neither of those are wrong. In fact, both of those are correct. And I think we too often would say, oh, well, I have to keep doing this because I've always done it or so-and-so told me to do it. So I have to do it instead of going, cool, what do I want now? What are my priorities? What are my values? What are my needs? Are they being met? What are my results? Yes. Now let me make a decision that's right for me right Mm -hmm. now. Not forever just right now. And I think this applies to social media channels. I think it applies to offerings. I think it applies to ideal clients. I think it applies to content. I think it applies to how you do email. I think it applies to whether you keep your current service offerings or even Mm -hmm. keep your business open versus moving to something else. We need to give ourselves a lot more freedom to change our mind. And I think for me, that is why my strategy is so important, because it's on a set time. So I'm going to do this for a month, I'm going to do this for three months, I'm going to do this for 12 months. Then I evaluate and I go, cool, did it work? Is it still working? Am I still getting the results I want? How do I feel about it? Am I enjoying it? Is it soul sucking? And I go, (laughs) cool, I've achieved the length of time I was committed to. Mm -hmm. Now I have permission to change it.
0: Yes. That is crazy freeing too. So many of my students, a lot of people want you to set like the five-year goal and then the one-year goal. And I do 90 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so many of my students are like, well, why only 90 days? Are you going to like stop after 90 days? I said, no, because I changed my mind too much. And I want the freedom to be able to change my mind because, and it may be the same after 90 days and that's okay too. But at 90 days, I will reevaluate and say, does this still fit what I want? And finding the tools for me, it's funny, especially in this past year, I have changed what I want to share on social, in email, stuff like that. So my emails look totally different. I'm almost never talking about my courses and my emails. My emails are nudges to say, guess what? You can do this, period. Yeah. And there's a link at the bottom. If you want to click it, cool. If not, that's okay. And I'm watching that change for me through 2020 and through, I mean, it started before that, but- really 2020. I look at what do I need? What do I love? What do I want? What aligns with me more? Because that's what running your own business is all about, right? Why are you going to play by someone else's rules and not get a paycheck that goes along with that? (laughs) Because that's a job.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Well, and here's for me, I like having my eyes on what I want a couple of years from now. Yeah. But that took time. Yeah. When I started my business, I did the exact same thing. It was 90 days. Yes. And that was mostly because there's not a single thing that I have or do or be right now that I was aware of. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago now yes. when I decided to start my business. It was January 2011 when I was like, I want to do something. I don't know what it is. And I literally started my business with the idea that I was going to make a little extra money to put away from my son's education and maybe take us on vacation once a year. Yep. Fast forward five years, I had retired my husband from his job. Fast forward 10 years, and I own a multi-six-figure agency. Yes. Now, none of that happened as easy as the words fast forward. Let's be clear. No. But none of it was even on my radar as a possibility in that moment. And so that's one of the reasons that I don't get too stuck in five years, because I'm very hopeful that in five years, I'm achieving something that I can't even think about yet. I can't even fathom what's happening in five years. I'm in complete control of what's happening in the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I go into, I have a plan for 2021. I know exactly what I'm going to sell the whole year. I know Mm -hmm. what's going to be there. That plan is my foundation. Then each quarter I go in and I go, cool, this is the focus for this quarter. This is how Mm -hmm. we're doing this. And when I go in, I reevaluate. So when I go to plan Q2 and I review Q1, Mm -hmm. part of what I'm looking at is I'm going, cool, was anything missing? Yeah. And all built to be a foundation so that when I go, and this happened to me in 2019, I had a plan and I was like, you know, what would be cool in-person events. And so in 2019, I ran two full day Mm in-person workshops. I ran one in New York and I ran one here in Southern California and they were so much fun. But guess what? When I went into 2020 and my word was efficiency, I knew I didn't want a lot of extra stuff. And so I went into 2020, thank heavens, knowing I wasn't going to have any in-person events. I wasn't going to do any of these events at all. But if I had gotten some crazy idea, what ended up happening was guess what? I ended up doing those events virtually inside of other people's masterminds.
0: Yes. Which was
1: something I didn't know. I hadn't <laughs> even thought of when I ran the in-person, right? Yeah. And so because I had that foundation of a strategy, I had the marketing and I had the promotions and I had the recognition out there so that when I had the crazy idea, I just ran with it because yep. I had that strategy foundation. Yeah. But never was it okay, so I know exactly what I'm going to do day by day over the next five years of my life. That's too much pressure.
0: It is. And then you feel locked into it.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, that's where we end up feeling sort of boxed in by strategy and planning instead of feeling really supported by it. I think the best strategies and the best plans are really there to give us room to jump off.
0: Yes, absolutely. I know that we're all looking at this year. And for anyone listening, we are recording this November 5th, two days after the craziness of an election. And I know that this won't air for a little bit until after the beginning of the year, but we're all looking at 2020 and just kind of shaking our heads. Like so many things have changed this year. So many things have happened. And I think business owners especially have been affected, not just impacted negatively, like we've seen that too, but forced to become creative to think of new things. What marketing trends or things do you see happening right now that are going to be even more important moving forward?
1: I think more than ever, a thing I have been talking about literally the entire 10 years I've been in business Mm -hmm. is the humanity of it all. Go behave like a human. Connect with your audience like a human. I think so often we as micro business owners, which is what most of us are, if we're coaches or course creators, or consultants. We're not Coca-Cola. We are not working with 100 million people. And yet somehow, Coca-Cola understands that their brand needs to have a personality and a connection point. And those of us who are solopreneurs or running small teams, forget that. We try to remove every shred of personality (laughs) from our brand in an effort to be professional. And so I think the biggest thing that this year really reminded me of was that importance of be a human, behave like a human, really look at the connection points. You know, I think we focus so much on growth. We focus so much on more followers, more money, more sales, more site visits, more downloads, more insert thing here. And we forget that each of those things are a point where a person said yes to us. Yes. And when you step back into that, there's a person who said yes to me. Yes. I appreciate that. I want to connect with them.
0: You'll be amazed at how many more people will say yes. Someone told me recently, if you only have, and I tell my email students this, if you only have five people on your email list or on your social or whatever, if you're not fully showing up for those five people, why would you get more? Like why would more even come to you? Because you need to be fully showing up for the people that say yes to you because you are able to serve them in a way that could impact their lives and long-term change the world. And it can be really hard, I know for me, to believe, like changing the world through email marketing? Really? like, (laughs) Because that's what I teach, right? Email marketing, website strategy, SEO, all that good stuff. That's not changing the world. But the reality is that when I teach a business owner to stand up and be seen in their marketing, that it could potentially change maybe five people that they're working with, which then could potentially change another five. It's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. You know, the other thing that sort of reminds me of is I can't remember who told me this, but a coach somewhere along the way said, I think I was complaining about the size of my email list. And they're like, so if you had a hundred people in a room, would that seem like a lot? Right. (laughs) If you had a hundred people in your house right now, how would that feel? And I'm like, oh my God, that would be overwhelming. Cool. You currently have a hundred people who have said yes to you and shown up in your little internet house. Yes. Why are you ignoring them and trying to find a hundred other people?
0: Right. Yes. We have to show up for the people that are there already. And I work with so many photographers, service-based business owners who are like, well, I only have two clients. I'm like, then you know what? You go out and you kick ass for those two clients that you have, because when you show up fully for them, then you're going to see more start to come in.
1: And I think there's that same ripple effect. Those two people tell two people, tell two people, tell two people. My favorite referrals are the ones that actually come like a couple legs out. Yes. Sorry guys, but a couple legs out. We yeah. we had I had a sales call with a podcaster who is a friend of a client of one <laughs> of our clients. I'm like, this okay. is the best. <laughs> Like, That's awesome. it wasn't even direct, man. Yeah. Like, And you never know where those are. And yes. guess what? That starter connection to you, that closest link to you when we're playing like six degrees of Kevin Bacon here, yes. like <laughs> they may not even be a client. They may be yeah. somebody you met in a Facebook group. One of my favorite yes. clients, one of my favorite humans, I'm actually a client of hers as well. Like we have the most tangled, wonderful relationship. Circles. We met in a free Facebook group in 2015. <laughs> yes. And that happens tons of referrals before she was a client. And since she's been a client, like when we start behaving, like people are people, even on the internet,
0: things change. Yes. I related when I was getting married nine years ago. Yeah. Nine years ago, I reached out to wedding photographers and a couple of them were really rude and mean and just not very kind. And it's so funny, even now they're still wedding photographers and I see them going to Facebook groups complaining that they don't have business. And I would never call someone out personally, but I just want to say, maybe it's because you're not very kind to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. We always remember, yep. you never know who you're talking to and being kind to someone and essentially just reminding them that they matter to you is so valuable.
1: Well, and and I think it's always worth remembering, especially in those sort of in person. Oh, I think even online, but especially in those sort of in person service based relationships, like a photographer, it is a whole lot easier for you to remember when you, for me to remember when I've had a negative experience with someone. Than oh my gosh! And yes, I, and we are all more universally more likely yeah. to share a negative experience <laughs> with a friend. Yeah. Now I very consciously try to change this about myself. You know, I'm somebody who's like, I just want to say I had excellent service today. Thank you very much. Yes. Like, this was great. The food was great. You did a great job, whatever it is in whatever instance, because I do know that we're all more likely to call the manager and complain than we are to call the manager yeah. and be like, you know what? So-and-so at the hostess stand is the best person ever. Yeah. And so I think especially in those instances where we start reading potential clients almost just like check boxes, And it's just like, I just need to get through this conversation so that I can get to the next conversation so that I can get paid. Mm. It's a lot easier for clients to remember that than it is for them to remember like, oh my God, it was amazing. Or even worse, it was just, it was fine. It was, it was good. I ended up with wedding photos and they're
0: great. Cool. Yeah, that's even less helpful, but I want to create evangelists. I want people mm-hmm. that will go out and say, oh, my gosh, you have to hire her. And here's why yeah. I don't want the people that are like, yeah, that's OK. It's great. And I actually in the photography side of my business, I tell my clients that like, look, this is what I want. I want you to feel so amazing about this entire experience that you will tell your friends. So if you're not feeling good, I want you to tell me. (laughs) I've I've gotten to the point where I'm very straightforward with them.
1: You know what? I
0: love when someone
1: tells me, I want your feedback. Because it's really easy to be like, I don't want to criticize. Yes. When in reality, what we view as a criticism is often Mm -hmm. the person's just like, no, you just need to tell me what you want and I will deliver it. Now, don't be crazy. That's dangerous with brides, maybe to yeah. say that. But no, I think so often I'm just like, if you just tell me what you want, I'll do it. Like especially because oftentimes you think whatever you want is way more complicated than it actually is, and I'm yeah. like, that's literally a checkbox. I can do that. That is yes. A, that is printing this out in a different version. Like this is just, yes. This is actually an easy problem to solve. I don't know it's a problem until you tell me, and it's not even a problem so much as right? like, hey, could I have? I have a, a coach, Tara Newman, who's a good friend of mine my favorite terrorism that runs through my head on repeat is the fastest way to manifest something is ask for it.
0: (laughs) Right. Just tell me what you want. (laughs) But how many, and I think, you know, we could talk about generationally women not speaking up all of this stuff, but how many of us don't ask for what we want? And then we're like, well, we didn't get it. Well, of course you didn't get it. You didn't ask for it.
1: And I think as business owners, we should be better. Like, As somebody who provides a service, I should be so aware of the fact that I can't give you something you don't ask me for yet. (laughs) I'll go be a customer and I'll be like, you know, I really wish that they would just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm into restaurants right now. Probably because it's COVID and I can't go to them. But I'm (laughs) like, if they would just bring me a side of guacamole, that would be like the best thing ever. And then I'm like, (laughs) I could just ask for a side of (laughs) guacamole. You could. It's true. (laughs) They're not psychic. (laughs) <laughs> but like as a service provider I'm constantly being like just tell me what you want and then yes. as a customer I still Definitely. run into this from am like well, I don't want
0: to be I, I. yeah
1: they know that these chips should have come with guac
0: <laughs> yes yes <sighs> but they may have forgotten it happens all, the- or like We're human. the table next
1: to you didn't want guac and so they just yeah. just brought out like whatever the thing yeah. is it's a terrible example but no but we, but we yeah, do the same it's thing easy. it's so easy to forget and so I think yes you know, and that's why, as I look at marketing in 2021, mm-hmm. as I look at the decisions I'm making, as I look at my business plans, as I look at where I'm investing, I'm mm-hmm. reminding myself of like, just keep it basic. Who am I yeah. talking to? What am I selling them? And how am I selling it to them? And if I can yeah. come back to those questions, then I can have really open conversations with the right people about yes. what they want yes. as I plan on what I'm going to offer them.
0: Yes. This year.
1: Yes. I think that if we come in and we have that foundation of simplicity and like, hey, this is what's going on. This is, you're who I'm talking to. What can I get you? Yes. It becomes can I help exponentially you? more simple.
0: Yes how can I help you and when you don't know well first of all when you don't believe that you're actually helping someone because I so many of my students run through that too they're like it's just it's no big deal like I just know it's not a big deal I'm like yes it is a big deal what you offer matters what you do matters and until you step into that you're never gonna believe that what you do is actually beneficial to someone so why would you offer it to them
1: We talked about this before we started recording. My agency offers podcast production services. That's the bulk of what we do is we help clients run their show. So they record raw audio. We do everything up until, hey, here's your audiograms, your show notes, everything scheduled. Here's your website page. It's up in the podcast player. And we do all the stuff that's in the middle. I have a degree in audio engineering. So I edited my show and did all of the pieces (laughs) for six years on my own. Callie, who is my right hand at the agency, she's our operations person. She goes, When are we going to have the team start doing your show? And I was like, Mm. Huh. (laughs) I hadn't hadn't actually thought of that. I was like, It's just, it's easy for me to do. And then we ran into an instance where, like, I just did not have the time. I was like, I have three hours. Cool. I can batch these four episodes for next month, but I have no time to actually do production.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, Well, let's just have the team do it. When I tell you that I did not realize how awesome our services were (laughs) until (laughs) I was like, why did I ever do this myself? I mean, there was obviously needed to do it myself for a while. Actually, there are reasons lots of times where podcasters need to do it themselves. If you're just starting a show and you're not even sure it's going to work or you're going to like it, cool. Minimum viable product. You do you. There are going to be seasons. I'm like, Now I understand why our clients like us so much. Now I understand whatever, like, because I was like, okay, it's podcast production. Settle down. This is not life-changing. This is not business changing. And I'm like, oh, wait, we just added X amount of numbers to your life again.
0: Yes. We just added space
1: because the things that are simple to us Mm -hmm. are not simple to other people. And even when they're simple to us, if you can take off just another thing that's on my to-do list, you're giving me the greatest gift because I can make more money. I always end up with money. It's fine. I cannot create more time. So if you can give me time, you are like the goose that laid the golden egg. I am into it, (laughs) but it's so easy when it's easy for us to fall into the, "Eh, but it's just this, it's just X, Y, Z. It's just podcast production. It's just podcast editing. It's just a one-hour strategy call. It's no big deal. And it's like, no, actually, though, insights from that call changed how I sold something yeah. and netted me X amount of dollars or X amount of time. Yeah. That's impact. And yes. we forget about that part.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by the new and improved mentoring program with Business Straight Up. If you are struggling with something specific in your business and you need help that is personalized, I am excited to announce that I have officially added mentoring one-on-one back into my business. So what the heck is mentoring? Well, the nice part is that it's custom-based on you and your needs for your business. I can help you with marketing or sales or branding and so many aspects of running a business. Mentoring is really part education, part accountability, and part inspiration. I want you to walk away from a mentoring session with me, feeling on top of things, with clarity on where you want to go and how to get there and the steps to take to actually make it happen. If coaching or mentoring is something that you have been thinking about, it is time to get some details to see if we're a good fit. Go to businessstraightup.com slash mentoring to learn more and reach out so that we can start working together. I can't wait to see where you go in your business in 2021. Someone told me recently, you could be the answer to someone's prayers right now. Mm -hmm. And that hit me really hard because we always think that what we do is, oh, it's just this, it's just that, I'm just this. And the reality is that there is someone out there there could be someone out there right now who's looking for exactly what you offer. So why would you not offer it to them? And it's so funny, before we started recording, I was sharing with Stacy that my editor has ghosted me and is gone now. And she said, well, that's what we do. And of course, I knew this guys, like, I know who Stacy is. And we've talked before. But It was another light bulb moment for me. And she didn't try to sell me. She was like, you should do that. No, she didn't do any of that. She just reminded me that I have an option. And that is really what we're doing in sales, right? And marketing is reminding someone that there are options out there and that we can help them when they're ready for that. It doesn't mean they have to do it now. It doesn't mean that, oh, you better book now before noon, if you want to get the best price. And there's a time for those things too. But She just reminded me that, hey, I can help you with that. And I was like writing all the things down (laughs) because it's so important that we value what we do so that we can offer it to other people.
1: Well, and I think for me, you know, there's a time for both. For example, Mm -hmm. as you said, we're recording this in November my team, our whole agency shuts down the last two weeks of the year. My whole Mm -hmm. team gets the last two weeks of the year off. And I actually only work with existing clients. I have like three strategy calls we'll do in December with clients who are on sort of that particular schedule for their Mm -hmm. quarterly calls. And that'll be the only work I do from Thanksgiving in the United States to New Year's because I take December off. And so yes, part of what I'm doing on my show right now is saying, "Hey." If you want to launch a show in january 2021 mm-hmm. we do need to book that now yeah that's not saying hey if you ever want to work with us you have <laughs> to make this decision now this even if it. you're not ready <laughs> it's just saying hey if this is your timeline this is when we need to make a decision otherwise book a call with me in january we'll launch a show february march cool yep. aces i'm good yeah or hey if you want to work with us on ongoing production, you need to make that decision now because we're front-ending all of our client work in the first yes. two weeks of December because my team won't be available. I give them yep. the time off. That's just making them aware. That's not a sleazy sales tactic. That's not, right. that, you know. So remember intent because I do think it's easy to hide your offer or hide the information they need to make an informed decision. Yes. And for me, I want to make sure at any time Anybody who would be a great fit to work with us, who we'd love to support, knows that we're here. It's not about you working with us right now. I'm not going anywhere. As much as I make 90-day plans, podcast production services, and my team, (laughs) we're not going anywhere. This is is the thing. And so cool. When you're ready, we're here. And I think what you just did, telling your listeners about that conversation and my approach, was the added benefit of doing it that way. Because now you also just informed everyone, (laughs) hey, this is what Stacey does. And this is her approach to things. And so again, remembering those ripples. Yes. And they come from showing up and being of service. And sometimes the best way you can be of service is saying... Here's how you pay me and I solve your problem. (laughs) It's not sleazy. It's just giving them the information they need to make a decision. And I think so often we decide that's sleazy. We decide that's an inconvenience for them. When, you know, going back to what you were saying, it reality is the thing they're praying for at 2 a.m. when they're up still editing their own show or they're trying to day of get things out. or they're trying to build their own website strategy, or they're trying to figure out SEO with free courses, you know, and plugins, or they're, you know, whatever the thing is, they're trying to write their own copy, they're trying to, whatever the thing might be. I think sometimes the best gift we can give them is just say, hey, when you're ready, here's what I do, and here's how it
0: works. Yes. And when you have that mindset of service, so I get tagged a lot in mom's groups for boudoir photography, like pretty much daily, which is a beautiful thing. And that's amazing. And I know that I've booked some clients from that, but I also know that I'm not the cheapest in the state. I'm probably the most expensive in the state, if I'm being honest, because I'm an expert at what I do. And so I will absolutely comment with, yes, I would love to talk with you, see if we're a good fit. Here's my website. Here's how to contact me. And then I do another comment that says, even if you don't hire me, you need to be looking at these things because this is a specific genre that requires some specific expertise. So here are some guidelines and things to think about. And so many people have contacted me and said, why would you say, even if you don't hire me, because I want women to be informed. And it may be that someone sees that link and goes, oh my gosh, I'd never thought of that. And it saves her from some heartache later, but maybe in two years, she's going to remember that. And then she will contact me when she's ready.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I do that in my sales calls. You know, mm-hmm. when I have sales calls, I'm very <laughs> loosey goosey with the yeah. like, here's what I would recommend. You know, I've had people go, well, why are you telling them gear tips and recording tips and breaking down launch strategies and giving them launch tips when you're trying to sell them into a launch package? Because I don't care who they hire. I care that they have the best experience. And because I care that they have the best experience, spoiler alert, they frequently hire me. Yes, exactly. I'm proving my expertise. You know, I am, as a consumer, a big fan of TikTok. I really, really enjoy. My consumption on that platform. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned boudoir photography, and some of my favorite accounts that show up on my For You page are boudoir photographers who are not cheap, who are showing you how to DIY your own sassy photos. Yes. Yes. To send. And my favorite has been since COVID and quarantine has shut down. And they're like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a long distance thing or you're separated because of whatever here's how to keep the sass and the spice alive. Like here's some fun ways to send something enticing to your husband or your partner who's been working long shifts or you're in different states or different countries or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. And it's so funny to me because I'll go read the comments. So people are like, why are you telling people how to do this? You're not going to be able to get business then. And I'm like, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. All the tips in the world (laughs) are not going to get me. (laughs) The photo experience of a photographer with my iPhone and a tripod and me standing against a wall in just the right (laughs) S form, right? Like (laughs) no one is that good. (laughs) No. And And it's a totally
0: different experience.
1: Exactly. Well, and for me, that me DIYing is an experience for them. Me going (laughs) to see you is an experience for me, but that's a whole other conversation. But I think so often we, we hoard and we go, I can't tell them too much. I can't, we don't want them to be too informed, Yes. or they'll choose someone else. When for me, the more I inform, the more yes. I tell you, it's not about needing to be smarter than you. It's not about me saying, no, 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 I know all these things that you don't know, just let me handle it. No, my best clients are my most informed clients. Absolutely. They understand what I do. They understand why I do it. They understand. That's why when my clients come to me and they go, hey, I think we should do X, Y, Z. And I go, that's a terrible idea. Let's do this instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. They go, oh, that's great. Let's do it. Because I have built Absolutely. trust because I have informed them. And you're the And expert. so, yes, inform, 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 inform. The better informed they can be, the more likely they are to make the right decision. Yes. especially when the right decision is you.
0: And then you can af- avoid the terrible clients too. Oh, for sure.
1: Oh the man. Clients who think that I'm going to have the same experience. If I take a selfie and I lean against this wall in just the wrong right yes. position, I'm going to get the same yes. result. So I don't value your time. I don't exactly. value your experience that you're creating.
0: Yes. And, and it's those so- are soul sucking. <laughs> oh my gosh. They are. <laughs> Even if they're the nicest people ever, it's just so draining. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's so draining. It's so funny when we were talking about marketing and just reminding people of what you do. One of my favorite books from this year by Ash Amberger called the middle finger project. Mm-hmm. She talks about how with marketing, you're just leading someone to a decision. You're mm-hmm. not leading someone to say, yes, you're not pushing yep. someone saying you better buy, you better buy, you better get on that. You better get on that. Cause that's annoying as hell. Like we've all been in those situations. You're just reminding someone hey, this opportunity is available. This is how I can help. I do only have so many spots left for December, but if you're not ready, it's cool. It can wait for a couple months.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll have new spots in February. Yep, absolutely. I think that's so valuable. I frequently say, if anyone who's listening right now has ever listened to my podcast, just stay with me because you for sure heard me say this before. Mm -hmm. We all as business owners, as service providers have precisely one job. And that is to get someone from problem to solution. Mm -hmm. And the way we get there is lots of little steps. It's them finding us, them Mm -hmm. recognizing they have a problem Mm -hmm. because that doesn't always happen before they get to us. Us teaching and informing and moving them through through our marketing materials, whether that's social or content or email or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The sales conversation and actual doing of the work are all in the last like third of this journey from problem to solution. And none of us want to talk about those first two thirds, but they are an actual service. I've got a podcast that talk about why I treat my podcast like my most premium offer. Mm -hmm. No one, precisely no one pays me to consume my podcast content. However, I treat it with As much, if not more, weight than services we provide, where we have clients paying us thirty and forty and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, because my podcast is the first two thirds of that job.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's your primary content, and like you were talking about earlier, that you didn't like doing blog posts, (laughs) and so you had to decide. And so many of my students will tell me, "Well, I don't like doing this." Then find another way, but you have to find a way to fill up that two thirds. It ultimately becomes a client journey, right? A client experience. Whether they become a client or not is questionable, but how are you going to fill up that need for information? Exactly. I love that. You have shared with me some advice for a newer businesswoman. It's so funny. My listeners know that I do questionnaires before all my sessions, I have my templates available online. For all of my sessions and weddings and all of that stuff, my listeners have seen those. And I also have one for podcasts. And one thing that Stacey shared with me was some advice for a newer businesswoman was to find your people because it makes it a lot easier to keep going when it feels like you just want to burn everything down. And I read that and I literally said out loud, yes. And my kids are like, What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that feeling is real. And I feel like people don't really talk about that. What lows have you seen in your business? When have you talked a friend off a ledge, so to speak? How often do you feel that? Because I think we have this idea that when someone is successful or makes it to a certain point that they don't feel that anymore. And that's just not true.
1: Uh, No, I think the more successful I get, I'm going to be completely honest about two things right now. I love money. Mm-hmm. And I consider myself very successful and I will only be more successful than I am right now. Mm-hmm. So if either of those things turn you off, just ignore everything I've said up until this point because <laughs> you're not going to like me. The more successful I get, the more success I find, the more money I make, the more frequently I feel an incredible urge to destroy my business, <laughs> burn the whole thing to the ground and start over. Yes. Because as you reach success, you get closer and closer and closer and closer to your growth edge. Mm -hmm. And it's wildly uncomfortable. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I like to be
0: comfortable. (laughs) It's scary. It's
1: terrifying. (laughs) And so I have people in my life, people who I have paid to have in my life, people who I have chosen and cultivated relationships with, and I don't pay to be in my life and people who I pay someone else to have access (laughs) to the other people in my life. Yep. That's a mastermind in case my, my math, like formula question or statement (laughs) there did not make sense to you. I have a coach I pay, Tara Newman, who I mentioned earlier. I am in her mastermind, which is called the Bold Money Revolution, which I highly recommend. I'm also in her private community called the Brave Society. I have biz besties and people Mm -hmm. who I call and text in the middle of the night sometimes to go like, what am I even doing? Does any (laughs) of this make sense? And my favorite example of this is a woman named Brandy Lawson, who is my actual best friend and my biz bestie. And we met five or six years ago at an event and we became fast friends. And we've, even though I have since moved out of state, we see each other several times a year, less so in 2020, but we meet via zoom at seven 30 Monday morning, every week. That's how we start our week is talking to each other. And frequently when I'm spinning out about something, she goes, cool. You have five minutes yeah. And oh, I yeah. go, huh? She goes, you have five minutes. Wallow, spin, be mad. <laughs> cool. Then we're going to find a solution. And oh, I yes. go, cool. And I tantrum for yes. usually about two and a half minutes. And then I go, all right, I'm ready. And together we sit there and we figure out whatever's wrong, yeah. which by the way, is almost never what I think is wrong.
0: And it's never the world ending like we think it is. No.
1: It's like, I need a new <laughs> sofa. So I'm going to burn down the house. That's
0: generally the situation. It sounds good to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what?
1: The Sofa is really ugly. If I just burn down the whole house, it'll, <laughs> it'll take care of then it. Then I'll have a new, so I'll get a new sofa. <laughs> uh, but no, and that's, that's usually what it is. And so I think for me, it ends up being lots of things. I think, depending on the season of my business, it's different things. I will say it's almost always my fault. It's almost always like my own thing, especially if I really committed to it being someone else's thing. I see this most frequently early in my business when I had a bad client. Mm. It wasn't a bad client. I had not set good boundaries. Yes. And expectations. (laughs) Or expectations. Yeah. Or I had set expectations that I did not want to meet. (laughs) Oh, that's hard like availability. Be careful guys. Now even in instances where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll hire a contractor for a project or something and I'll be like, Yeah, it's fine. I paid mm-hmm. a lot of money for it to be fine."
0: Yeah. It's
1: that's irritating. They should have done XYZ and <laughs> the people in my life, my go, "Cool. What did you ask them to do?" Yeah. "What did you tell them you wanted?" Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier and I'll go, "Oh, I guess i didn't tell them that i needed and to, then i go back to the contractor and say hey could we do ex-? They're like, yeah here and they just hand it to me yeah i'm like cool yeah. and having those people in my life is what keeps me from feeling isolated yeah. it's what keeps me from regularly burning down my business <laughs> um it's also what allowed me in 2020 to have a controlled burn Yeah. because in 2020, I mentioned earlier the, the word for my year was efficiency. Yes. And so there were entire parts of my revenue, not just my business, but my revenue, okay. I shut down. Okay. I ran a training membership site for social media. We probably talked about it in episode nine of this show called Hit the Mic Backstage yep. that I closed this year. I closed it in, I think, February or March of this year, which I actually didn't remember until we had a call in my mastermind in December. And they were like, what did you release this year? And I was like, I don't know. And Sarah was like, didn't you have a membership at some point? I'm like, oh my God, that was this year. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. This year um, is...
0: Like twenty years. Seven hundred.
1: Time is an illusion. <laughs> where I'm at. Time is an illusion. Yes. But I was able to go. This doesn't serve me. Let's mm-hmm. burn it down. And so we were able to burn things that were sucking my time. Yeah. Even though I enjoyed that space. I love that space. It was a hard decision for me to come to. Yeah. But I was willing to burn down the whole of my business because I didn't like the sofa. <laughs> so instead, we just got rid of the sofa. Yes. <laughs> and I had enough space in my brain to not want to burn down the house. Yes. Um because I was trying to do too much. I was trying to be too many yeah. people and places at one time in the, really the infancy of the agency development of part of my business. And so I think having people mm-hmm. has really allowed me to manage my instinct of isolation, which is absolutely my instinct. I hate everything. So I will just go do everything myself and be alone, <laughs> yeah. which is real bad for an extrovert. And I'm going to burn down the house because I don't like the couch. Like, it's, not, it's not a good plan. It's like saying, I don't like my nail polish. So I'm going to chop off my arm. Like, there's a better way. There's but then a better you get way. Rid
0: of the nail polish. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, or
1: we could just close this one thing. Right. That seems like a better solution. And so for me, I think, we joked when I re-signed up for the mastermind, because I've been in Tara's mastermind now, 2021 will be my third year in her program. Mm -hmm. And when I re-signed, I go, I'm not allowed to do business unsupervised. (laughs) Because I'm not. (laughs) And I, I know that. So for me, I think, find your people. It doesn't have to be a large scale investment in a mastermind at this. For me, I actually tried a high investment mastermind probably th- two or three years into my business. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really bad call at the time because I wasn't ready for that level. It was an investment that took me not to my growth edge, but to my stress. Instead of like, oh, this is just discomfort. No, 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 this is just impossible. So it wasn't the right call then, but there are lots of different options. There are lots of ways to do this. And in a lot of cases, some of them have no cost at all. I've also, again, I come back to, remember one thing won't work forever. There have absolutely Mm -hmm. been accountability groups or programs or coaches I have worked with for seasons of my business, because guess what? They're geared to work with people. Their Mm -hmm. ideal clients are in their first year or two years of business. Mm -hmm. I'm now going into my 10th year of business. And so it wasn't that either of us became wrong or anything terrible happened. I'm no longer their ideal client. Yes. That should be, in my opinion, the goal. And so- Different seasons of my life and my business have been different things, but the thing I will always have is a support system Yes, and in a mix of ways with coaching directly at this stage of my business with a mastermind, because I'm an extrovert and I like the group. I often get more out of someone else asking a question (laughs) Mm -hmm. because again, I mentioned this earlier. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what's possible outside of my own little awareness bubble. And then just friends, people who I can be like, especially in 2020, hey, let's do happy hour via Zoom Friday night and drink wine and bitch about clients.
0: (laughs) And put on crazy ass makeup. I've always wanted to do that. Like just green and weird, crazy stuff on Zoom since that's all we can do right now.
1: One of my close, close friends who happens to be in my mastermind with me, we are both obsessed with makeup and we regularly send each other sort of <laughs> our daily makeup selfies or, hey, I just got such and such at Sephora or whatever. I found, you know, my favorite makeup brand. She actually told me about it because <laughs> we were talking about makeup. Like, yes. Those kind of things come from having people.
0: And those things, like really, it doesn't really matter if you put on makeup or not, but it's a shared experience then grows into more. Exactly. I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk all day, <laughs> Me too. but given that it's a Thursday and my children are actually home today, God knows doing what I hope they're supposed to be doing their schoolwork, but don't ask too I, many questions. I know they're being quiet, so I'm just going to let it go, but I do need to cut this short, which makes me sad because really I could talk marketing all day, especially with someone that gets it. And I, I have a mastermind group that's six of us that are all kind of on the same level of our business. And I think that's important. And there are people that are ahead of me in there too, which is also important because totally. you don't always want to be the one that's the most advanced. That's not how you grow. That's not how you learn. And it can be at times, but overall you want to see the next level and you want to see where you can go and what is possible and what you can do. So I, I could not agree more. Thank you so much for being here today, Stacy. Your marketing insight is so valuable and I appreciate your time. For anyone listening that wants to know more about you, that wants to listen to your show, where can they connect with you and learn more?
1: Absolutely. Everything is over at uncommonlymore.com. I appreciate you having me. I always feel extra special when somebody invites me back for a second episode. Cause I was like, didn't sound crazy in the first one. (laughs) Um, so yeah, everything is at uncommonlymore.com you'll, where you'll find our social work. We do this for a living. So everything is uncommonly more or the Stacey Harris for like my personal stuff, but the agency stuff is all at uncommonly more, but everything is there.
0: Awesome. To all of the listeners and awesome business owners that have joined us, thank you so much for pushing play today. Your earbuds, maybe you're walking the dog, taking the kids to school, putting the earbuds in so you can ignore their fighting, whatever it is. (laughs) I am truly honored that you pressed play and spent this time with Stacy and I. If you are someone that loves to help other people and you know of someone that might just need this nudge today and you're like, My friend is struggling. She needs to hear this. Please send it to her. I know Stacey and I so appreciate your shares. And if you're listening to this and you're like, Brooke, this is amazing. I need more of this in my life. How can I thank you? I have a way that you can thank me. I came up with one. (laughs) If you can head on over to iTunes and leave a review, I would so appreciate it. I know it takes a little bit of time, but I really, really appreciate it. It helps me know how I can better serve you and what you need. And it also helps me get amazing guests like Stacey. So pause now if you need to leave a review. And if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit, because afterwards they go into la la land for a little bit, email it over to hello at I have a free gift for you. So leave those reviews. Thank you so much again, Stacy. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you to all my listeners. I have some homework for you. You know, I like to send you off with something to do. I want to know, how are you changing your marketing? If at all, in the upcoming new year, because we're going to be facing a new year. And Stacy and I talked about before we hit record that December 31st is going to come and go. And just because we have a new one at the end of the year does not mean everything will be different. So what are you changing? If anything, I want to know, let me know in the community at businessstraightup.com slash community. Keep moving forward. 2020 has been a year for the record books. And 2021 will be our chance to take what we've learned and move forward to kick ass and reach our biggest goals. I can't wait to see what you do with your business, how you change the world. Thank you so much and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to Business Straight Up. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes at businessstraightuppodcast.com. And I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a great day.